0: So you can slowly open your eyes and come back into the room if you had them closed. And try to reintegrate your experiences into the room, into your routines. And then take a moment to scan your body quickly up and down. And notice how you might have already tensed up because it's your armor that you wear in the world. I find myself constantly reactivating areas of tension when I'm walking, when I'm just sitting, talking to someone. Things that during meditation I can relax. This is a many, many year, many, many lifetime process of relaxing these knots and tensions. So I just wanted to offer some words of, I guess, uh, guidance or inspiration that's okay with you guys the title of the the talk that i want to give is called spooky mind states because it's it's halloween tomorrow And meditation, as you might have discovered in the time you've been doing it, introduces a lot of new types of experiences into your life, into your mind, or it gives you full exposure to things that you've already known or always known or always felt or always thought. But now you're, you're giving attention to those things. Sometimes those things will get louder or more prominent when you start paying attention to them. One of my teachers once, once spoke about mind states or scary mind states in the same way um, or using the analogy of a young child in a Halloween costume. So I thought it was appropriate to talk about this. So we have these tremendously painful emotions that arise, be it rage or jealousy or fear, terror, um, extreme sadness or despair, um, feelings of disappointment or regret or guilt or shame that we can't seem to shake or overcome about something in our life. And those things, when they arrive in our meditation or in the course of the day, oftentimes I'm driving to work and that'll be the moment where some huge thing will will pop up. but. When you first see it, it seems like it's a a goblin, or a a ghost, or uh, a witch, or a scary monster, or a wild animal. And it's not just facing that that's scary, but it's feeling like we, we don't know how to face it, or we don't know what it is, really, that's scary. And then we usually just find a way to divert our attention or distract ourselves. And there's endless amounts of ways that we can distract ourselves. We have some other thought that we, we introduce into the system, or we just might even just like look over there or do that or tense up in some way. Um, We go and eat something, we go and find something else to do. We occupy ourselves with something. We can make a more extreme distraction by intoxicating ourselves, becoming addicted to certain things. I guess modern, modern day, we, we can now use smartphones and, and media and screens to distract ourselves. But there's, there's always been ways to distract ourselves. I mean, the Buddha was around 2,500 years ago and talked about this. So whatever it is you use to distract yourself, even simply just thinking about something different or getting up and walking... the other room and looking for something to do, it's, it's to avoid that facing that scary monster or that spooky mind state or whatever it is. So when you sit, whether it's five minutes or 10 minutes, the first time you start meditating or the 30 minutes that we do, you're just sitting there facing all of the things that you never faced, probably for your whole life, unless you had some kind of situation or. Um, or something, some special moment that allowed you to see or have, have insight into your mind. But meditation is a, is a quite a unique thing because it's just a silent time where you're sitting with your mind and you're choosing to sit for that time. If you do it in a group, it's awkward. It would be awkward to get up and go do something else. So you commit to the 30 minutes or the hour in a group and you're just facing these things But here's what I find so fascinating about the whole thing, which is after you've been meditating a while, sitting with your mind feels more natural than doing anything else. It feels like it's the natural state of being. Just sitting in a room with your eyes open or closed and breathing feels like that's the default state. That's the most natural thing, is to just sitting and being. Not not doing anything, but just being. And it feels so natural. But until you get there, it feels wholly unnatural. To the point where people can't even sit and meditate for five minutes. Because they've never faced their mind in that way. They're so restless. It's so painful. Whatever it is. But over time, the practice is actually to realize that that is the, that the, the meditative state is the natural way of being, and that all that other stuff was, that you layer on there is unnatural. So I, I don't want this to sound like dogma, but I would say if you can't sit by yourself for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, the number isn't important, but if you can't just sit down and be with yourself. You're probably not content. You're probably not a very happy person inside. Now there's, there's different forms of happiness. There's people that are joyful and happy and caring and giving and generous and do good work in the world and, and have joy and, and you know enjoy friends and family and, and life. But if you can't sit down with your mind for five minutes or 10 minutes or half an hour or an hour You haven't quite tapped into this natural state of being. So that's why there can be so many wonderful and generous and happy people that aren't enlightened. Enlightenment is a state of total naturalness that you arrive at just by being and sitting. So it's a good test. How uncomfortable is it to sit by yourself for a half an hour? And if you keep doing it, slowly and slowly, you will let go of all the things that prevent you from being in that natural state. So those things that prevent you from being in the natural state first appear to you like monsters and goblins and witches. And it's unbearable to face them. And it's scary to face them. When you are struck by paralyzing despair where you have something in your mind that is convincing you there is no chance it will ever go away or that you will ever get better or that you will get what you want, that you've lost hope in in even being alive, that kind of earth-shaking despair, when you see that for the first time, it, it paralyzes you. But what my teacher was saying is that if you can just sit with that despair, if you can look it in the face long enough, and it might take years, but 30 minutes today, and then another 30 minutes in a couple days, and then another 30 minutes the day after that, and you keep sitting down, and that monster will face, will come right at you. That despair, that rage, that jealousy, that pattern, um, nobody loves me, or... Whatever it is, I'm always going to be this way or I'm never going to be that way. Those really painful thoughts and experiences. Over time, you'll be able to sit there and face it. And what happens is this incredibly scary thing. Everything that you're scared of, everything that pains you, if you look at it and you love it and you spend enough time with it and you let it open, you'll see it's just a mask. And behind that mask is a sweet little child who was just dressed up in costume and you can embrace it and it will just liberate it'll disappear it'll become one with everything else that is surrender that is letting go that's a moment of enlightenment an experience of healing and transformation So no matter what spooks you, whatever, find the places that scare you, whatever it is, when you sit and you become a consciousness explorer and you you go to the depths of the unconscious mind and you see everything, and it's not just your own mind you will see. This is a collective experience. As you go into your own mind, you begin to sense other people's minds as well. And you will see all of these wild creatures running around both outside of you and inside of you. And you will over time develop the awareness, the patience, the love, the surrender to be able to face anything and see that behind it is a tender and soft heart that can relax and that can open. So we wrestle with these, these demons. We all have these demons inside of us. And we're wrestling with them. But we have to see them for what they are ultimately. Which is just an, an empty experience that has turned into, an em, in, in the positive sense, a, a, an experience of pain. That has turned into an entire story. An entire character. An entire costume. That haunts us unnecessarily so as we approach Halloween I give you blessings and encouragement to face all of your inner trick-or-treaters that arrive on the scene during your meditation during your life and to embrace them give them some candy entice them but Welcome them in so that you can see behind the mask. So I offer those words for your consideration. Any questions before we wrap? Thank you. Are you in your kitchen?
1: Yeah, I was sitting in the other room but my phone battery died and the kitchen hmm.
0: Did you want to share anything or you're
1: good? Well, it's interesting in the set I wasn't um, I hadn't heard your topic, but I actually sort of thought this the my bait. Gagged on the spoon. The other day watching her. Oh my gosh! And it um, she started throwing up, which um, but it was a little scary. And if I wasn't there at the right, would have um, I don't know what would have happened. Um, and I hadn't really thought much about it, but it came up in the meditation. And I was like, uh, which doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of letting it, letting myself think, think about it, like worst case scenarios and, um, so it was sort of talking, kind of feeling that, that's what it's like to let myself go in that direction, which I don't, wouldn't normally be. Hmm.
0: Yeah. There's the, the current thoughts, which you can go off into any sort of fantasy with. But then the, those are in some ways easier to work with, right? But it's those, the underlying patterns that are well tread paths in our mind, um, yeah. which sometimes we recreate situations in order to re validate those things. But um, yeah, it, 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 every day I'm blown away about how little control I have over my mind, despite my years of train, trying to train it, and that at any moment I could just have a thought that could like throw me off completely, and that I would panic about. And in that moment, I feel compassion for every person to feel like we're all victims of this mind. We we're all at the mercy of our minds that it, it's just this beast of a machine that we can't really understand or control even when we try to train it and it makes one little simple thought can make us can like totally take our life in a 30 year direction so all right well thanks Stephanie for joining i hope you had a nice meditation
2: I did. It was nice to know that this is going to happen and kind of look forward to it. Um, the last few days I've been home, not feeling well. Um, I've been trying to myself, but I find that I feel like fairly new, that this is, has been super helpful. Um, trying to really not like that, I think, I've just been a student for so long that I've to be the best as soon as I want to do something. And Hmm. I don't let it, um, like, naturally progress. It's like you have to be the best right away, as quickly as possible. You have to be, you know, better than everybody else quicker. Hmm. And I'm trying, like, so hard to, like not read about it and, mm-hmm. um, you know, not try to supplement it, you know, with other apps or, you know, go two feet into it. I'm just trying to take it day by day and, um, try to relax because I'm not normally a relaxed person, um, performing, you know, at the speed of three people.
1: Oh. Well,
2: I'm just now this year really recognizing that you know, I can go the speed of me and it's enough hmm. because, especially it's been nice because I haven't had to keep up with myself because I get to set the pace when I moved. Hmm. When I lived in Halifax, I'd been there for so long that the expectation of how quick I am, how fast, I can do things, or um, the level of education that I have, there's so much like, please be that. And I couldn't have a day off. Hmm. So when I came here, I was letting people know things about me, but I'm here is like my personal resume. This is what you should hold me to because I know now that I'm more which, like, has been something I recently, like, said out loud. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not just my dearest like, this is something I've accomplished or these are places I've been. It's kind of like, no, you can have more, like, real conversations with people. You don't have to try to be on. Hmm. And weekly, I was like, okay, this is a really good opportunity for me to do exactly what you said, which is like sit by myself, which I have allowed myself to do
0: mm-hmm.
2: because I feel like I have two speeds, like mm-hmm. if I'm awake, I'm going and going and going and then that's when I can relax, but it's not really like a, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying because <laughs> even today we had like the silent time, the the front of my head was, oh, you should have done more research. I wonder if he's gotten you. And then I was like, okay, stop. Go back. About- try again. And then something else popped in my head. I'm like, okay, stop. <laughs> like, Don't keep doing this to yourself. Like, mm-hmm. just relax. Like, you are allowed to have time for yourself that isn't worrying about something else, that isn't worrying about were anything. It was just, you do enough. That's awesome. 30 minutes or five minutes matter. Yeah. And I didn't expect was like, randomly, I had this thought of something to me, which I haven't thought about since I I think I was like maybe five or six. But this cabinet that we used to have in my family home, And all I could think about was like, where the hell did that come from? Like, why did we have this like random cabinet that's been in our life for so long? And I'm like, I don't even know what's in it. And it was just like so weird because I hadn't thought about that home because it's not a very um, like happy memory, but that's all I could focus on towards the end of it. And I'm like, okay, just calm down. And nothing I could do. During the meditation, would let me go back to just relaxing. So I thought that was really interesting. Hmm. Um, yeah, and I'm excited to see how continuing um, to allow myself to have that time, whether it's five minutes um, by myself or you know doing this next Tuesday. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to see how that will progress over time.
1: Hmm.
0: that's amazing uh, thank you for sharing all that And it, it was dropping in and out here but I, I got the core message um, I think you have an incredible degree of self-awareness that is, is evident and in some ways that will that can as you, as you also are aware that can intertwine with getting in the way of being yourself, but it can also enhance it. And so you're going to play with, you know, like your education and your intelligence and how that's gonna get amplified through practice and in other ways, right? Like overthinking it, um, seems some way antithetical to meditation, but they do intertwine and you can, I think you'll actually find you, you do get, um, It'll all integrate, um, as, as it already is in you and with all your different modes, it's, it's quite powerful. You'll see how it all kind of fits together. So, um, but you're, you sound well, well established in, in self-awareness and obviously you, the way that you've eagerly and earnestly researched the world that you live in and religions and all of these things, um, serve, will serve you well and, and has served you well. So. It's great having you. Thank you. (laughs) All right, guys. Let's get some sleep and go to bed. (laughs) Thanks, Jerry. Many blessings.
1: You too. Okay. good Good night. Good night.